Hello and welcome. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. This podcast is for and about women of colour and our relationship with nature. Hosted by me, Cherie Mack. The Earth Sea Love Podcast is committed to exploring the experiences of women of colour with Mother Nature. We want to provide spaces where the hidden voices in the environmental and conservation conversations can explore their relationship with the natural world. Inspired by our time spent outdoors, we amplify the voices of women of colour, our stories, our conversations, interviews, photography, writing and artwork. We'll be exploring our legacies, histories and memories which have had an influence and effect upon how we perceive ourselves within the natural world and within the environmental and climate justice movements. Welcome to the Earth Sea Love Podcast. The Earth Sea Love Podcast has been made possible by the funding from National Lottery Heritage Fund. Hey, hey, listeners, Cherie here, Cherie Mack, your host for the Earthsea Love podcast. And today I'm bringing you episode five. And before we get into that, I just want to say thank you. And you've blown my mind with how much support you have given to this new podcast the number of people who have listened and then reached out and said you know shared their their love for it and their appreciation for the podcast and uh, it's like wow you know you have these ideas and if you persevere you do follow them through and bring them to fruition um and being a creative when that happens you just have to close your eyes and drop it you know close your eyes and press that button and just try and forget it because if you worry about it and get anxious about it you um you can't come move forward really and you just stagnate so there was that in a sense of that dropping the four episodes together and thinking all right now the damage is done let's move on let's not look um and yeah we had we had a launch party (laughs) um the socially distancing launch party it was all virtual and um and you listened you logged on downloaded got it into your ears and I just so appreciate your presence here and um, as I've said someplace else it's just like we're having these conversations me and other women of colour about our relationships with nature and it is it's so personal Um, and in the conversations we learn so much about each other but you as listeners are are listening and the stories are resonating with you you're recognizing yourself in those those conversations of nature connection and that's why i just think it's so beautiful because we are connecting through sharing these stories you listening to these stories and then reaching back to us and saying hey i'm enjoying it this is really good and thank you and and so yeah it's such a beautiful thing that we're creating here and i would just like to thank you um so yeah so i'm recording this intro sunday 
night. The evening clouds are slowly passing by and they're tinged with a little bit of pink and orange. And I'm starting this recording just after a whole host or flock of seagulls have just been over our house squawking. I don't know if it was like the evening evening procession of saying hey it's time to let's get to our nests let's get to some crags or um and chill out for the night but they were so going for it and I just love it I just love hearing them um the last time I heard them I was actually in the sea on my back looking up into the sky and they were flying over and I could see their white bodies um and their grey tinges Uh, But their wind, wing span, it's just amazing. It's just like, I am so in awe of seagulls. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to be scared of them. And I think that's been passed on, the idea that they were brutes and bullies and nicking food off anyone and any bird. But um, now I have a, a bit of a respect for them because they can survive, they survive on rubbish, basically. They survive on our throwaways. And yeah, they sometimes get some fresh fish, but how they scavenge and grow to such a size through it. Um, So yeah, and their sound is so much part of my everyday, and if it wasn't there, it would be so quiet and so strange without them. Yeah. Okay, enough of my love of seagulls. Let's move on. I'm here to share with you episode five from the Earthsea Love podcast. And it's a conversation that I am having with Haranya Dawis Jar Singer. I think I pronounced that right. Please accept my apologies now, Haranya, for it getting it wrong um but yeah this is a good conversation in the sense that um we went deep into the program premise in the sense of looking into our histories and heritage and legacies and how much they have an influence on our now our present moment our present bodies out there in nature and um yeah we actually explore religion and spirituality and creativity and nature and you know big big issues really but um in such a an accessible way and and i mean accessible for me um because a number of things were clarified for me i mean that thing about the difference between religion and spirituality um, but yeah, it was just such a, a beautiful, a beautiful conversation where um, we just riff off, in a sense, um, about the time frame. Because this was still um, recorded at the end of May, so we were still in lockdown and how that affects um, was having on our lives and how we were taking care of ourselves and again, you know, I'm, it's coming out and we're still in lockdown. And some of us more so than others. Um, but it's, yeah, it's how, how time is changing or has changed through like the last four months of the pandemic and uprisings and change. There is change that is happening. And, um. I think that I'm feeling that in the sense that it's the summer holidays, you know, the kids are off from school and usually during the summer holidays, like every day sort of like morphs into each other and there's sort of like a longevity to each day, like, you know, you're aimlessly not doing much, aren't you? You're relaxing and resting. Um, and there's still the element of that, but the difference is, is because there was three months or four months being off school before we got to the summer holidays. There's a there's a tension 
I know there's a tension within me of trying to keep that spirit of the summer holidays. You know, usually it's a case of, hey, it's nearly other summer holidays, you know, count down the days. And that wasn't there this time because we were already off the clock. But I do want to try and keep some of that magic. And I think this is for Miss Emma because this is her summer holidays. She's still still a kid and um, I want to try and keep that magic of, you know, staying up late, getting up early, going out on bike rides, getting into the sea. Um, but at the same time, there's that, that need and want to acknowledge how time has changed because of what we've been through and what we are continuing to go through and <laughs> I don't want to say it but it usually is the case as a Libran I'm trying to find that balance and some days it's um, achieved and some days it's not but what I am practicing also is that that gentleness and kindness and grace towards myself because we are all human and we are all living through difficult times so let's just cut each other some slack I bring to you this next episode and I hope you enjoy it and I should also say <laughs> This podcast can be downloaded from all your usual platforms where you get your podcasts from. <sighs> but really, you can just go to our website, earthseelove.com, and there is the podcast page where all the episodes are to enjoy again and again and again. <laughs> because that's it. These conversations are so jam-packed with issues and themes and enlightenment that you will want to go back and listen again and again and again and because I know I've been enjoying listening to these conversations again and um yeah okay so enough from me enjoy bye for now I've been looking forward to seeing your face and having this conversation like a, a glimmer of light in these <laughs> troubled times. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm really well, to be honest. I feel slightly bad saying it because I know that it's, it's very different for lots of different people. But for us, I think it's just been a wonderful blessing to slow down, to spend time at home. Yeah. Um, to at least at our weekends not be kind of you know we had screen free Saturdays so not not kind of um it's really interesting like learning relearning like the like time not time as in like 10 a.m time but time as in oh this feels like morning and this yeah. is this is definitely mid-afternoon I don't know exactly when yeah and I'm, I'm I kind of got that when I did my kind of long hike and it's lovely to sort of relearn it yeah. and to... it's like dropping down into a deeper level of time if you know mm. yeah 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 sure. not that surface superficial way of the time or oh, this time I've got to be here that sort of thing so yeah, yeah. We have had that opportunity. I am grateful for that opportunity to slow down. Yeah, even though it's not a good, good circumstances that we have gotten this, but I, I, I do definitely agree with you. Um, it almost gets me to reevaluate my life and how I'd, how I'd want to, well, it's changed my life and how I'd like to carry that onwards. And I'm, I'll probably be swimming against the tide or going against the grain because I think a lot of people around me just want to get back to work and get back to normal, whatever that is. But um, I've just seen this as a really, I have said it has been a gift, the idea of having this time and having space at home. And I say that 
and I'm aware of the number of people who have died and who's less affected. But, you know, keeping myself safe and keeping my people safe, that's what I've been doing. That's my responsibility. Um, and then to actually spend this time to work on myself, I, I wouldn't be um, the, the, the authentic human being that I'm trying to be if I didn't use this time to work on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it's but, something that we're planning to do. Actually, just do a little post-it session of like, okay, what from our old life do we miss, and we want to put into our new life? Yeah. What from our old life are we really glad we're not having to do, and we want to avoid in our new life? And then, what's been good about the current time, and what's not been so good about the current time, and just really craft our lives. And and yes. I understand that. There's a level of privilege in being able to do that. But I definitely think there's always value in thinking about it. Definitely. Being conscious. Yeah, yeah being conscious and, all, you know, admitting, yeah, there is privilege about that. I mean, you know, I've just been saying to Alan that I, I've been stepping away from the news or social media. And I know that is a privilege to actually bury my head a little. But then I know when I've come up, it's like last night it was another sleepless night because <laughs> i was on twitter <laughs> sort of thing. um i know when i come up i know that i can't not just do it um little by little you know it's like i'm all in and that's not good for me because i know that it just affects my blood pressure my anxiety and the whole shebang but then there's also that part of me that thinking i should be witnessing or i should be speaking up that i I can't turn a blind eye in the sense, and I'm talking about what's happening in USA, but then also what's happening over here because things are escalating over here as well. Sorry, I'm going down that dark hole. It must be because I haven't slept. I haven't slept. <laughs> but I have been out and run and I have been in the sea. So that's, that has given me some energy. But yes, so have you been having to work from home then? Or have yeah, you been I've been working from home. Um, I, like last year I was working like one two weeks from home up in Edinburgh and then coming to London and doing two weeks in the office so it's not a completely new experience for me and there's many things that I really appreciate about it kind of again being able to craft my own life being able to step away and in a break and sing like I couldn't do that if I was at the office no. <laughs> be able to go out in the garden and like water yeah. some plants because yeah. um, so. you were saying when we were in contact that you were like you must have had that foresight to get a new place with a garden so you know when it was locked down that you had some greenery around you have you been tending it have you got some stuff planted yeah, well, I mean, um, basically, as <laughs> the same day that uh, pretty much as soon as Boris announced lockdown, we <laughs> went and bought seeds and compost. <laughs> that, that was our panic buy, basically. We're not like, toilet okay, roll, no, not <laughs> this is what we need. <laughs> I don't know what's that. happening, we need vegetables. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also not just feeding your gut with food, but also feeding your soul, you know, uh, the, the yeah, partaking sure. in the activity. Yeah, so. and it's the first time I've ever done it and it's been so exciting, like just seeding them kind of inside and then putting them outside and like then like letting them out in the day but bringing them in at night just like oh, little babies, little babies. And, then, yeah. <laughs> and then yesterday um the the broccoli and the carrot was like really crammed in together we just we just used some like storage boxes because we're renting so we can't can't put it in the ground mm. um so I was thinking okay I really need to to give them a bit more space and dig mm. out some and put them put them back in like a, a grey bags um and I was I just I was astonished and excited I've dig, dug up the carrots and there's these tiny little 
it's not even a carrot it's like an orange string at the bottom but it was so exciting it's the potential of what it will become now isn't it i just didn't expect that and it was (laughs) i like that i love that so yeah so you you're growing them in boxes so these crates Mm. are they like raised beds that sort of thing no nothing like that i mean they're just like storage crates oh i like that idea because we've just got a yard uh-huh. um and i've just been waiting for b and q to die down because they have gotten open but the queues and i've just thought no yeah. you know to get some because i do want to i mean i've got house plants but i want it i want some outside definitely um, so yeah i think just being cre- like we've been really creative with oh there's this plastic container let's seed in that and yeah. we don't need pots and we've got storage containers let's see do that um and it i think that's that's something really lovely about just simplifying and realizing hey actually we don't yeah we need compost but there's loads of things that we can improvise on (laughs) yeah yeah and i think that's what another thing that's come out of this this time in in our homes and lockdown is this make do and mend isn't it it's a case of like we don't need to buy anything new if we did it would take months to get here or it's probably run out let's just see what we can use and that is becoming creative isn't it more creative i mean i know you're already creative but we'll get to that bit soon you rightly reminded me what is in the show notes what this podcast is all about and it's exploring women of colors relationship with nature through legacies histories and memories and you reminded me of that and I'm so pleased that you did because that was a nice thing to hang it on and we're just gonna you know they're gonna be rounding about in the conversation but we're not gonna just like name them or whatever but I think what else you pulled out was those themes and I think those themes were really important oh the other thing just one before we get into it have you been taking care of yourself during lockdown I know that you said you've had your garden um and that it's been nice working at home but have you been doing any other self-care things to keep yourself safe and well and grounded what what have you been doing as your self-care practices um I and I think in many ways it's been easier for me like in terms of self-care so the big thing that I really uh, appreciate doing is like meditating twice a day in the morning in the evening um, through like the 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 former meditation I use is uh, Christian meditation that sort of was brought by brought back to life by John Mayne Um, Mm. and um, that I find so so useful in and I've noticed the difference when I don't do it. And nor- in normal life, I might try and do it before running out the door or try and do it on the tube. And then it's, <laughs> it's I mean, it's, it's fine. I think it part, of, part of being able to have attention is not get distracted by the noise on the tube whilst, you, whilst I'm doing it. But it's certainly easier to do it at home. And I've sort of been sitting outside, having my breakfast, a cup of tea, uh, just doing a little bit of sort of gentle stretches doing my meditation and then reading a reading in the morning and that's been really lovely um I think in the evenings has been a bit more difficult and we're trying to get into the habit of like just putting in our diaries 5 30 we're going to do some yoga because that can be like working can then bleed into the evening if we're not careful I think yeah that's good that is healthy I must say it's, it's it's a practice isn't it and it's you know like everything in life is a practice but it's good that you've got some in there because you know um I do feel that we as women um are a bit on the back foot in terms of taking care of ourselves we take care of others first and forget maybe or neglect ourselves so I'm really pleased to hear that you have been looking after yourself and it's been going well that's good I think that that balance between like breathing in and breathing out is really Mm. really important and whether that's breathing in the news whether that's Mm. breathing out you know like just having that balance and feeding ourselves a healthy diet for our minds as much as Mm. our bodies is 
is so important. And the Screen Free mm-hmm. Saturday, we only started in lockdown and that has been amazing for our sleep, our concentration, our yeah. creativity, everything. Yeah. yeah, no, we have we have it, but we move it around the week. Um, so, you know, sometimes it might be a Saturday, sometimes it might be a Sunday, and sometimes it might have to be a weekday. But I've noticed that it does help us, and especially with Ella being at home and homeschooling. That's how she's making contact with the outside world through a screen. Um, and it's important. But at the same time, you know, she can be creative and she can get bored and then get creative. So it's, it's yeah. creating that room for that to happen. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. That's the yeah. thing that I've been really noticing, like the time between stopping doing something so like I don't know I go out and water the plants and then doing the next thing there's a gap yes but usually in my normal life there's not this gap of being like oh yeah next maybe I'll just wait and that is so beautiful and it reminds me of my hike in the sense of when I waited when I got ill and got dehydrated and when I waited to walk out again for that kind of moment of like I'm ready I want to go yeah yeah and it's lovely to have that moment oh my gosh and as I say it's a gift it's a gift but that's I mean that was the next thing I was going to come on because I was just going to say how we met and we met through adventures but virtually because we met through the podcast she explores wasn't it and it was because I was on there talking about my mountain swimming in Snowdonia and you were well, you were listening and you, I was the first British voice that you might have heard on that. But then you went on afterwards to talk about your walk and tell, tell us about your hike. What was it? Please just tell us about it. Because I think that was a meeting at Adventures. Do you not think? Yeah, for sure. The outward, sure. the outward. But now I'm knowing that the outward is what's out there, but there's so much more going on underneath. So let's just do the outward and then we're going in. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, I was really like lucky and my boyfriend really encouraged me, um, just, we moved up, moved up to Scotland in 20, 2019, I think in the summer. So we moved out of London, moved up to Scotland. And in between that, I had some time off work and, um, hiked around the Welsh coast from Chepstow up to Chester. And I did 570 miles of that. Um, And I just, I had a bivy bag and slept out (laughs) when I could. I had a tent and stayed in campsites when I needed to. Um, I stayed in hostels. And I think, I mean, there were some really lovely places I stayed in as well, some nice B&Bs. So it was a real mix, Um, just carrying everything I needed, got to know the country, um, I learned Welsh on the way, so I, <laughs> when I got up to the north, which is the bit that I really love, um, was able to just to say a few words to different people, and it was really amazing and beautiful, um, and it was just an incredible experience, and I'm so lucky and so glad that I had the chance to do it. Do you, is it because you haven't feel that you've got an affinity with Wales, or you think it's just a beautiful country? Why, why Wales? Uh, Wales is has become like a special place to me a spiritual home I guess um I went there a lot as a kid um we went youth hostelling and just on day walks um and I think we also stayed in like some farmhouses and remember collecting the eggs so it's part of my childhood and I sort of rediscovered it as an adult um like I got my heart broken and my mum gave me 200 quid to get gear and to go on a climbing course in Wales which (laughs) is amazing um and I went and it was just the beginning of healing just the beauty of the place and the people as well the like warmth of people and since then it kind of was became my runaway place kind of get the train from Euston to Bangor and down into Snowdonia and um yeah I did did my first solo hike there around the Clin Peninsula I can't do my double L's um, <laughs> um, but that was amazing it was really really beautiful um, and I also met my partner on Bangor station platform <laughs> as well <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> I'm 
okay all right so, so yeah we really wanted to get to know the place and also it really reminds me of Sri Lanka in some weird ways so um just it being so lush and green it's like the same size and I think there's also a connection like with my heritage there's a, a strong Baptist uh, connection like one of my like ancestors was the first Sri Lankan Baptist minister and obviously there's a, a real tradition of that kind of free church in in Wales as well. Mm, interesting so while you're doing this walking do you find that your mind switches off and you drop into your body? Is it that medit? does it have that meditative effect on you? Walking? Yeah definitely I I definitely find um I think there's two kinds of people like the people that are more naturally inclined to the ground or people that are more naturally inclined to the sky (laughs) and I'm definitely like more of the like daydreamy ones um and walking really over time just helps me to get out of that and to move down to the ground or just connect the two two places and also there's the quiet um I just find after a few days of walking and just being on my own just I hear, can hear my inner voice and mm. I, a poem or words will come to me and that's a really really lovely thing. Say a poem or a word can you access your creative vibes while you're out in nature is it is it more easily accessible when you're out there in nature so you said that you write you write poetry pose what else what else do you feel that you do which is creative in your life that is maybe fed by this relationship with nature um i, I write songs i sing and i definitely sing when i'm walking like silly songs like be kind to your toes <laughs> that was a song i made up once <laughs> you can see that as a chant really <laughs> that is important <laughs> it really helped me through that day <laughs> But you know um, that that idea you saying be be kind you know to your toes that's you in your body, but at the same time you're in your body as an internal. You all do you feel that you're more so aware of the world around you, like the small flower or the looming hill? Is there that heightened sense of awareness that feeds into maybe those creative? juices sort of thing yeah yeah definitely I think it's it's kind of a form of contemplation I think um and as you say like those two things of like really small things of just noticing something and being amazed by it and the kind of real grandeur of mountains and sea um yeah and I think in terms of like I also really love collaging and just picking picking things up you know, like sea glass and things like that it's really mm. fun and I yeah I I've had this thought of how amazing it would be with a, to go with a group of people go on a hike but really take pictures take take inspiration and then create something with those colors with those textures it would be such a lovely thing to do but I've mm. yet to do it but that's something I'd like to do yeah, I mean, I, I think I've probably, I've done it with, with my relationship with Northumberland National Park. And it was a case of um, walking up, well, we went there to the crags, the Peel Crags, you know, from Steel Rig up to there, mm-hmm. you know, along the Hadrian's Wall. And it, I took a group of women and it was for um, International Women's Day this year. And, you know, we started in the classroom to get some inspiration and share our stories. And then we, we did that walk. And while we were walking, you know, we're encouraged to, if you wanted to sit anywhere, to just have a sit spot and just enjoy the view. And we were writing out there. We had some little prompts out there. Bring something back if you wanted to come back in. Um, and then, you know, we also just shared while we were out there, sort of like a circle. Um mm-hmm. And I felt that they would probably say things out there that they felt that they were maybe limited about saying inside. So yeah, we had more planned before the lockdown, but hopefully yeah, we, know, we can get back out there. 
is this um, creative vibe been in there since you've been a child? Um, you know, it's, you, you mentioned about a rural upbringing. Do you think this, is, this has been just a, uh, what do you call it, a development, an advancement of some, some interest or some inspiration that was keep stirred while a child and then you've continued with that within the rest of your life? Is it important that you have that connection as a child to have for later life? What do you think? I think it, like creativity has always been a part of my my life. I've I've my sister's always very. I've got an older sister, and she's always like had a had things that she's done like crochet or um salt like making things out of salt dough, and she's she. I think she's more inclined to mastering things than I am. But I've always been a bit of a dabbler of just li- liking to cut and stick and um just enjoying colour and form and, and words and yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I use the term creatrix and that's just someone who makes, who's, who's creative in all of their works, ways of life, um, just using their hands or using their bodies or using their inspiration just to create. And it's not a case of like the thinking of what they're creating at the end. It's that process or that journey to doing the practice. Thinking about your um, upbringing with your your family, and you've got a rich history, a rich legacy that feeds into you. Maybe because I've been reading these post-traumatic slave syndrome and how we have trauma and memories within our DNA. And I'm not applying this to your family, but the idea that something might be in your DNA that gives you that relationship to the land. Um, gardening or or farming that idea do you do you feel that there's some kind of I don't know an unseen presence that might be weaving through your life to to make you open towards these things or galvanize towards them what do you think yeah I think um so I guess there's like three aspects to you know my background or my ancestry and one is um like being Sinhalese and and being from Sri Lanka but also um just my family were quite anglo Sinhalese as as well like when the British came and and probably sucked up to the British but you know understandably probably to to keep 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 their land or whatever it it was I'm certainly not criticizing it but um but there's definitely a part you know that strand of like aping the British within my own heritage um and then there's the Buddhist um we would have been Sinhala Buddhist because pretty much all Sinhalese people are, are traditionally Buddhist um I think I think I said that right um <laughs> and when again I think it was when the Dutch came we converted to Christianity so again there's that that theme and I think in Buddhism certainly when I've been to temples what I've really loved is like the sensuality of like the little little candle lights and like people bringing flowers and it's just lush it's really gorgeous and that's that's like the complete opposite to sort of protestantism which doesn't have any of that nature within Mm. it um and then the other side is we're the the govidama caste which were the farmers in you know so i definitely think that's within my um genes somewhere that kind of farming (laughs) instinct and love of of that um but I also know that we were kind of low country coastal people sort of around Gaul Gaul kind of area so I definitely think that kind of connection to the sea and loving the sea is Mm. somewhere part of my DNA (laughs) Mm. yeah um yeah I I do think that is part of my DNA the sea and I think it's just because my ancestors came across the sea you know they survived the sea many crossings um, and I do feel like when I go back to the sea as regular as I can, that I'm going back to maybe listen to my ancestors or to gain, just to gain some strength from them. So, yeah, I, I, 
I can totally relate to that. But you, you mentioned religion and I am, I'm not here to cause offense, but I don't see you as a religious person. Um, and you mentioned that it's more of a spirituality that you have. And, and this is how your, um, your relationship really with nature is, is being, I don't know, felt or is known in a way. And I'm, I'm interested to know what do you mean by spiritual or spirituality um, rather than being religious? Um, can you, can you enlighten me there? Because I have, I, I say I'm more spiritual than um, religious in the sense, you know, we were brought up to be Church of England and say our prayers and have the Bible and that sort of thing. But I think because of life experiences I've had, I've turned away from a God and more and more towards, I do worship the earth or worship goddesses of the spiritual realm and the earth and i do also believe that we all have goddesses with inside us so talk to me sorry i'm trying, <laughs> trying about my that's how i say i'm spiritual but how do you say your your spirituality in relationship with nature well i mean i think it, it is important to me that the, both the buddhism and the christianity are my roots like because it's been such a strong part of my family and lineage like there wasn't just one baptist minister there were like lots of baptist ministers so that is something i take pride in which doesn't mean that it you know i don't have a equally don't have a sort of traditional faith but it's important to me that that root is there and that i take pride in it and i think by the through meditation like med Christian meditation for me like links those two things together the Buddhist side and the Christian side and is a like I really appreciate that I think for me I've like I've always felt closer to God or closer to the divine whatever mm. it is and, and I you know words are aren't always helpful and mm. in codifying things but when I'm in in nature I've always just felt let's say a sense of joy um even if things are challenging and it's a horrible mm. storm there's still that sense of joy and I think when I was growing up in the church I was always really um like drawn to St Francis like having church with all the animals and creatures and I didn't really but I didn't really find that within the church and I found that mm. kind of a bit sad um like I feel like we never talked about we did have harvest festivals, but we never really talked about the environment. We never really, you know, had a conversation about why is everyone driving to church when they don't need to, or, and this is part of something bigger and should be part of our spirituality. Um, and then I kind of had a, a big crisis, I guess, um, where I, um, went to well I I went to a thing called Peace School and it was a group of Christians like uh, doing a summer school and weekends together exploring the meaning of shalom which is mm. kind of wider than peace and kind of wholeness and we were just exploring like shalom and playfulness and all sorts of like shalom and nature we were in like lovely places going for walks and there I kind of met people that were Christians but when that didn't mean they couldn't quest didn't question things like I think there's a difference between I'm gonna say liberal and conservative mm -hmm. <laughs> um and there was an openness and to kind of mystery and exploring and um everything I mean over time a load of things came to a head where I'd moved from being Baptist to C of E to um, Mennonite to Quaker and we did a thing there where um, we talked about you had to stand where you were whether you're an exclusive Christian so believing like there's one way inclusive Christian believing that that way is embedded within all the traditions or a universalist 
and I remember being sort of on the edge of inclusive and universalist and it just made me think what like what is it that's holding me to Christianity um and yeah I, I had a, a kind of a little bit of a, a breakdown with somebody you know I grew up in a context where it was you were unequally yoked if you were with someone who wasn't a Christian um, okay. so I obviously went and fell in love with someone that was <laughs> yeah. and this was like a massive issue for me trying to grapple with um, and they'd asked me about homosexuality and I knew what I'd been taught and it did not feel like my experience of mm. of, of the divine um, and I got really ill and then I um, remember after this I went to Hampstead Heath and I just had this amazing feeling of peace of being mm. like my concept or being told your concept of me I'm so much bigger than your concept of me and that kind of allowed me to get rid of the Christian label in my life which doesn't mm. mean the roots not there but the label yes. kind of went yes and it kind of gave me a load of freedom yes. um to kind of explore and and then I was really getting into my menstrual cycle and like yeah. being excited that it connects with the moon and and um just noticing there's an innate spirituality like when I bleed to let go like there's a, just an opportunity there and it's just there it's, it's, it's and you can do it outside. every month as yeah. well and, it's just, it. and then I was thinking there's all these seasons and the solstices and I have to say I kind of I thought I'd discovered something <laughs> I was like I've discovered this new form of spirituality and then I googled around it was like oh my god people have been doing this for years like following the moons and but, but that shows that you, you had been in touch with your own inner wisdom and intuition and that's what you were following and that should give you strength that you know I'm on this path others are on it with me and like yeah you know it's still keep that joy of oh that, for sure. like, yeah but it was totally. just hilarious because i just thought i'd invented this amazing kind of thing that but makes that's, sense but that just you it's your inner goddess you're the goddess you know we all have that yeah so so, so yeah what, since then i've just really i've always been using my cycle as a spiritual path i've been using the seasons and the, the quarter points and the half points of the years um, and I was doing it on my own you know doing some journaling and thinking about what I wanted to let go of or what I'm grateful for and just using the energy of the, the moment and then I started um, just uh, sharing it with a group of friends and I think we've now had a women's circle for about four years there's about eight of us and we've just met every equinox, every solstice, done some journaling, done some artwork, been out in nature, held each other accountable for things we said we were going to do or not do, and just held each other. And it's been a, a really magical thing. And we've always bring something from nature for the altar space. And it's lovely to see what people, people bring. And then more recently, I've been celebrating all, all, all the festivals with um, two other women and they're both British Sri Lankans one's slightly younger than me one's about I don't know quite a lot older than me and what's been lovely about that is we've also brought the Sinhalese element into our mm. celebrations or the Buddhist element and just this understanding into what we've been doing and that's been really exciting Oh, it sounds so beautiful and magical and um, nurturing and healing. Yeah. And it just, it it's just epitomizes that idea of the sacred in the everyday. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be somewhere on high or unreachable or you, or that you have to, jump through hoops or, or be enough to you are ready enough to be experiencing this in your everyday and it's not just outward it's within the body as well it's that and it's that embodiment and that connection that oneness um 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And, you know, stuff that I didn't even know that you, about you, you know? Um, and I suppose it's, I don't know. They say now that we're going towards an ecocentric culture because we have to. But um, it comes down to the individuals and also there's groups that have to do it and, you know, the majority would have to. But it has been up until now and still is majority egocentric. And it is that individual, you know, produce, 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 go, 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 go. And, and because of that, people are not showing their their true selves or their vulnerabilities or are afraid to open up and share a lot of things that are their true core. Um, especially if you, you're not sure of like how they're gonna react or where they're coming from. Um, but there is there is that I don't know that joy or that relief to be able to be within a circle of fellow women that that get it and who are on the same plane um and that is a place where you can let down your burdens that you're carrying around in the rest of society the rest of your days if you've got that safe circle so i i totally relate to that and I admire that and also a little bit jealous about that because you know they they are unique places and once you've got them you do want to want to hold hold on to them definitely so you mentioned that sometimes you bring things in from nature to an altar and do these tie into the different seasons in the sense of you know if it's we just had May which was Bel Beltane is that how we pronounce it Beltane yes the coming light coming back and then we've got the summer solstice so what did you did you gather then what did you bring then I mean I'm not wanting for like secrets or anything you know <laughs> or betray confidences this um meeting yesterday which was about wild food and foraging and they were saying like the hawthorn the hawthorn um bush is totally a May flowering bush and this is the prime time to get the um, the leaves probably before the flower but once you get, get the ones to do flower you can make some nice teas sort of thing and they said that the other name for the hawthorn was maythorn because it's it comes in may so was that something that was at the altar or was something else there i think that we hadn't really gone out to be honest like when it came to beltane mm -hmm. in fact we went that was the first time we did go out so we didn't have an altar that that time but um usually it kind of really depends it, uh, like i've got a couple of druids oracle cards like animal animals and plants mm -hmm. and that's always a lovely thing to just select and sort of just discuss that because there's the maybe there are energy or something we can connect with for this mm -hmm. this time and and also i think there's something really important to me about there's my ancestry and my heritage and then there's the place I live now and understanding like the the local um beliefs and stories mm. and uh, symbolism is really important so that's kind of a a physical thing that we might put on the altar um I actually put one of my partner's hand planes on for in bulk because it's um a all around like Bridget and creativity yes. and I think she's some like craft yeah so I put I put that on there so yeah really just and I think at the moment I've got some like just a little branch of oak leaves that mm. I picked up but it just sort of depends these women that you have met or you, that you meet in person that you circle with how did you meet them is it a case of like you knew them in in life or from work just a case of anyone who's listening thinking I want to start my own circle how can I go about it you know <laughs> so it would be good to know that sort of pointers was it was it a Facebook group no I mean, it literally was like friends from different places and mm. going hey this is something that I do on my own and I wondered if you would be interested and um, I'm very grateful to them for their sort of tolerance and openness to being like okay let's do this yeah. and um, yeah there's been a core group over time and there's been a few people that have come in and out but yeah it's just 
that's kind of all it was really I have to say I was like quite influenced by Jamie Riddler I, I don't know if you yes know I do like, got like prompts and things that I've used in the past and that I've sort of we've sort of used fairly similar prompts for whenever looking back and looking forward whenever we meet mm-hmm. and we I've sort of um like we do the like division boarding at the solstice winter solstice one but we do it in January so I've definitely been quite influenced by some of her her work um but it's when I moved up to Scotland it's I stopped leading it and then it went instead of it always being at my home it went to different people's homes and so different people have also brought their own things so somebody was doing like a cartooning course and we did a bit of mindful drawing nice. um, like I think she did it with Buddha doodles and like we did a bit <laughs> of that as part of our thing so that's been it's yeah. taken on a total life of its own I really didn't expect it to become what it has it went on without without me and then I got in, in, included back in when I moved back kind of thing and yeah it's just a that's that's kind of what is spiritual is when it becomes bigger than you you just you just have the spark and then it it just goes where it goes it just goes and inspires and grows and morphs and yeah yeah and then there's some people that are really I like as I say I, I think I'm much more from the head down into the earth rather than the other way around and then there's some people in that group that really know about plants that whenever they bring something they'll bring like dried lemon verbena things from their garden and we'll have that as a tea and so all those sorts of and that's what I love about this kind of really earthy spirituality it's it's got the head stuff it might have some goddesses it might have symbology of animals and plants but it's also then there's this embodied sense of like for instance yesterday we made elderflower cordial because we just and we came back and let's do this and so there's this like real practical earthy element to it and I I really love that yeah yeah and it is as I keep saying but it's partly every day you know you're learning it but then it's not staying in a book or stay. It's it's actually being brought into life and it's being practiced and it's being part of your life. And that's that's such a beautiful way to live, being connected that close with nature. And I hope you you know you gave thanks and you asked for that because they say you've got yeah, to give thanks sure. and because yeah. um it's a gift and be ge- be gentle with it and, yeah. and like nature's is wonderful. There's a real wonderful bounty and I think I think what like it is again it's about the balance of like what do we give to nature and what do we take from nature and no you don't go and pick everything that's there it's Mm. just the wrong mentality Mm -hmm. not a long-term sustainable mentality and and, or gratitude and I remember seeing ages ago this um, film about the honey hunters in Nepal Mm. and I really loved it because before they had to hunt honey once a year it was really difficult and they needed it for their nutrition but before they did it they would say these prayers and say like this is why I need to do this and I'm sorry about it and we're only going to take what we need and that's like that's why not that is more gently really yeah because it is a case of still the idea of well we're in this current situation because of our abuse and destroying of of nature and ecosystem and also we're still we still have that attitude that it's there as escape like i'm going there to escape um and that is a selfish way of, of doing it I'm just going to go there and see what I can get out of it you know ride ride this wave really fast sort of thing or you know um hike this mountain and leave my rubbish <laughs> you know it's like it's that it's it's not it's not making that connection that close connection which yeah. is and there's not no intimacy in that as well it's very much like like that we're not part of nature and I was yeah. like and it's kind of go back that reminds me of what I was saying before about this this other sense of time mm. and this is natural time and like just being able to spend so much time in my garden it's it's very porous and mm. that you know I know like there's the 
there's the gangsters of the hood, there's the magpies and the crows, there's the <laughs> little birds that are really sweet, the kind of goldfinches and the, the great tits. Then there's the, um, the parakeets that are obviously the, the outsiders that, sh- that shouldn't be there. <laughs> we just don't, they don't really know. Why are they there? It's yes. their usual place of feeding no longer available, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. And then there's a little squirrel and it's like this lovely porous thing that this is their world and this is my world and they're sharing it. We're in yeah. the same space. It's not yeah. too divided existence. No, no, no. We're connected here. We're having a relationship. That's it. We're relating to each other. Oh, beautiful. Oh, awesome. Before I let you go, because I know that we're coming up to time and an hour here, we've been chatting. Um, let me know what you got planned for the future outdoors. I mean, you've been enjoying your gardens. Have you walked further out? Have you got any hikes planned? What do you see on the horizon for you and nature? Um, so we have been, um, I've been taking a long lunch on Fridays and going for like a long two hour circuit. And it's really lovely because we're just on the edge of the green belt. So you can see like horses and cows <laughs> and, um, What's great about, well, I find exciting about where I live is it's where all the drover routes kind of came, came back um, yes. into London yes. from, from all the beautiful places into London. And that's <laughs> kind of a lovely thing. And I'd love to walk some of those, those routes. I, we've also been going to this um, ice cream farm on mm. our way. And I spoke to her on Friday and was like I know this might sound weird but do you ever get people volunteering with the cows and she said they do and that she could put me on the list and that is sort of a bit of a lifelong dream and I really love cows and have had some amazing experiences with them on hikes and my dad also just always wanted to have a herd of cows when he retired Mm -hmm. he hasn't been able to but it's definitely something that's that's there so um, that's maybe on the horizon um really just getting into sort of blending herbs and teas and mixing stuff and making making things experimenting with that um I did my with you my lowland leader course last year so I think I'm looking to go on and do like my hill and moorland leader yes yes Um, I was looking at that um and it's only a, a, a two or three day thing it's an intense thing Mm-hmm. yeah and it's and it's not too bad financially wise either um but that gives you more of a, a scope too because like you know there's a lot of hills and moorlands around isn't it it'd be yeah. it'd be silly not to have the lowland and then okay we've got to stop here we can't go any yeah, further there's a hill <laughs> can't yeah. go. it's out of remit sort of thing For so sure. yeah that would be good um yeah. yeah to eventually lead your own groups out in there yeah definitely yeah. and um i'm but my workplace has an office in the isle of man so i'm thinking about that doing that as a coastal path would be a really lovely coastal path to do and then meet some people from from work um i've got a dream of having chickens i don't know whether we can have it yet or not or we might have to wait a few years um <laughs> and then the other thing is just getting involved in you know as i said like the church hasn't really I haven't seen that nature theme, but recently I've seen this thing about around Forest Church and yes. getting out in nature as church, which makes so much sense, sense to me. Yeah. And it's yeah. sort of kind of, I think I've been doing it all my life or yeah. for all my adult life anyway. But um, I think that would be a fun thing to sort of connect into that. Yeah. Just be, being out in nature with with the just with the desire to be open to the spiritual. That's beautiful. Lovely. Well, I'm going to let you go. I, but I must say it's been lovely connecting with you on a deeper level um, and finding out more about you. And I am so grateful that you agreed to come on to this new podcast and share. I just thank you for the opportunity. Like I, I thought it would take me, you know 20 minutes to plan to think through what you know think through things and it literally took me all of last Sunday 
but at such depth to really notice like how everything weaves together the strands it is and I'm, I'm so pleased that you gave it the time not not just for the show but for yourself because that's something that feeds into your own sense of self and 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 love of self it's like you know this is this is me and this is what I do and it's and it's beautiful and it's wonderful and it just and it shows as well because it comes out in your your own spirit your own light that you share with the world so I thank you for that I really do thank you I hope we can meet again at some <laughs> point you know when this social distancing isn't social distancing um but yeah but until then stay safe and stay Thank well you. yeah take, take care, care.